the origin of the word parent and like, you know, like the uh, etymology of it is to bring forth, right? Is to um, really, I mean, show the kids how to be in the world that, that allows them to have a uh, enjoyable, happy life. At least that's my interpretation. But as far as that, um, yeah, I think that's exactly it. We want to, we want to ideally we would we would bring about people who no matter what happens in life hey look things like this happen let's now figure out what needs to be done if anything and let's let's move in that direction welcome back into the climbing the summit podcast i am your host danny cobbin i've got a friend here jason deppin Hey guys. Hey Danny. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. And the reason why I have Jason on today is because of something that's near and dear to me, um, a situation that happened with Aria. And uh, I just thought it would be good to have another dad, another man, really. I mean, just another human being um, so that I... If I do decide to spiral out of control, Jason's there to help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, it'll make it a lot more interesting. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, bro? So so um, a couple days ago, a few days ago, I got a message. Um, well, I got a text message from Courtney, and it was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when I saw the message. Because I'm, I'm asleep usually by 7 o'clock. I mean, you know. In bed, like gone, seven o'clock. Uh, so I woke up at like 3 a.m. I see the message and it's a message from the teacher saying that she'd like to talk to us. Some things happened uh, with Aria and um, it was related to her skin color. And uh, I was like, why? Why did I read this message right now? You ever done that, Jason, where you just like wake up in the middle of the night? Yeah, and you're like, well, it's already in my consciousness now. So, I mean, there's no way I can dump it. Yeah. And so, like, I'm laying there, and Cordy ends up like, I don't know if she got up to go to the bathroom or what happened, but I was like, oh, I just got your message. And she was, she just started talking about it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to go to sleep. I got to go to ski tomorrow. <laughs> you could sleep after that? I was consciously put, trying, doing my best job to put this out of my mind because there was nothing that it seemed like I could do about it, Jason, which was, which was fascinating from, you know, what we talk about all the time is like, what do we have control over? And at 3 a.m., Almost nothing other than to, mm. to go back to sleep because I had to be up my... Brandon was going to be here at 5 a.m. to come pick me up so we'd go skiing. And, uh, yeah, so 5 a.m. rolls around. Uh, he gets here. I say something to him. Thinking, you know, like in the movies, you know, you say something and then you revisit it a few times throughout the movie. And somehow at the end... I'm thinking of a Dave Chappelle comedy now that I'm thinking about it. You just say the, that thing again and everybody already knows. So it's kind of funny. I don't know why I was thinking that when I told him. 
when I told him what happened, and I had less information then than I would have had once everybody woke up. Because she wanted to talk. The teacher wanted to talk, so like drop-off is at 8 o'clock. There's no information coming in until 8 o'clock. Yeah. So, so like uh, we drive up there. We're hiking up the mountain. And I started getting some dings. It was like 8.30. I'm like, oh, man. I want to see what this is. But, Jason, we're uphill skiing, bro. So it's like <laughs> we're working out. It's not... It's not a good time to look at these messages. Um, and we get up to the, we actually get up to the cabin or whatever, and the messages start coming in, and it's like, uh, one of the kids said that Arya's skin looked like poop. Um, and the teacher said that it didn't seem like Arya was affected or she didn't hear it or, you know, like, Cause I didn't hear anything about it from Arya. Like if it would have like hurt her feelings or something, I, f I feel like she would have said something in some way. I feel like she would have, Oh, somebody said my skin looked like poop. So, so like I, that tracked with me that she didn't necessarily realize it. And so the teacher was like, I plan to read a book in class. We said something to the kid. So it wasn't the Miss Jackie who heard, overheard it. It was the, like the assistant teacher in the class. And she said something immediately to her. Um, it's, it seemed like one of the other kids in class, there was three kids there, I guess. And the other kid was like, hey, that's rude. Or I don't know if he said the word rude or whatever, but um, <laughs> so, you know, the ne that day, the next day, yesterday. Yeah, so uh, how old are the kids? Five, uh, yeah, they're all five or six. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, like, they're at the age where it seems to me, like, if I make a big deal about something, they'll be like, oh, that's a big deal. Because I tell Arya all the time, I'm like, no potty words at the table. Oh, bro, we sit down at the table. Potty words. <laughs> and she calls people poopy head all the time. Yeah. So, like, in my mind, I'm kind of like, Maybe it really just didn't register. But the teacher did everything a guy would want a teacher to do, right? Like, they overheard it. They overheard it. Like, I'm assuming that this kid says dumb stuff like this all the time to kids. And I met, well, I don't know if it's this kid, but I met all the kids in the class, bro. So, like, <laughs> there are certain kids in the class where, like, you're like, what? Why are you bothering me right now? Every other kid is playing. We at the creek. Every other kid is playing. And there's just a couple kids that just... And I'm like, what is that, bro? What is that? So anyway, I don't know well, what let me, it is, bro. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you did, you, uh, did you already formulate in your mind, like, which kid this is? Oh, yeah. I had two or three of them in mind uh, who I thought it could be. And still, and I think... One was has been eliminated from my mind, and there's only a couple other kids that I think it might be. Yeah. Oh, you don't know? No, like she didn't necessarily tell us, cause you can't mm. really do that. I don't think. Uh, but there are some kids in the class that are more troublesome than others. 
And there's two specifically I could think of. Cause like, well, then there was a new kid. The new kid was there. And the new kid was like, hey, that's rude or whatever. So I, that's how I eliminated the new kid. Because uh, I don't know the new kid, but I know all the other ones. And there's like two of them that I'm like, huh, yeah, uh-huh. If it was Danny's class, I wouldn't have known who it was, bro. They all wild over there, bro. But uh, <laughs> in, in artist class, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know who it was or not, man. But the teacher's doing the right thing, right? Like, she's not telling me. She said we had conversations with the parents about it. Um, I don't know who the parents are, but... If it's the parents, I think they are. I, I would assume, yeah, she's actually talking to them. Yeah, because well, I've seen her talking to all the parents, so I don't know if she talked to the parents right. about what she talked. You know what I mean? I'm just assuming because I don't really know who it is. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> part of the issue of not knowing is you might be mean mugging the wrong kid, the wrong parent. <laughs> like, oh, I know it was them. <laughs> if you are, you probably aren't. But you know, for most people, that probably would be the case. I think. Oh, everybody I sent this message to, Jason, was like, yo, I'd, I'd punch the kids, the parents in the face. You know, everybody's <laughs> like, kids innocent, especially at five, six years old. Like, you know, like, innocent to a point. And in my mind, kids say wicked, stupid stuff all the time. So I'm assumed that a kid's going to say some rude stuff to Aria again. Yeah. I mean, uh, hell, I still say some shit sometimes. I'm like, what? God, why'd I say that? Stupid. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, so, like, what was interesting, though, is, like, I'm skiing. And so, like, there ain't really much I could do. And Brandon, the guy I'm going with, it's, it's crazy because each time I go out with him, uh, he adds something new. So this time was, like, instead of you sitting down and chilling while I go ski, we need to immediately go ski. Well, that makes sense, right? Like, if I go climb a 14er, I'm not going to have a house at the top where I can, like, sip on coffee and call my friends. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to ski down. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go. <laughs> so he's like, let's just ski. And I'm skiing. And, like, in my head, in a way, it's reminding me of Super Coach Academy Hardcore, bro, where it was like, you, do you remember what I was going <laughs> Do you remember what I was going through during Supercoach yeah. Academy? <laughs> well, for those, uh, those... No, not really. I can't remember. For those out there that don't know, like whether you know or not, because I'm sure you'll you'll be refreshed, um, mm. Arya went to the hospital like the day after we got to California. And she was in the hospital for three or four days. And it was like, I wanted to go home. But what we were learning about is being present with what's here now versus being out there with all these other things that you can do nothing about. That was uh, at the top of the mountain. Like, Aria's at school, nothing I can do there. Like, I don't know the other people's parents, so I can't really talk to them. And I'm sending, like, all my friends who have mixed... Um, kids, I'm sending them messages asking how, like how, what they would do and how they would interact with it. Um, yeah. And it was just like this process of being with what was there. Cause if you're skiing down a mountain and you don't pay attention, bro, you go, <laughs> you might hit a tree, you're going to stumble. Well, here's what's crazy, bro. Let me tell you what's crazy. 
We get a couple runs. My other friend, Jason, Jason Smiles is out there. Cool dude. Uh, and his son is going to have like a ski tournament. So his son's getting a private lesson, right? He's like, he's been telling me, dude, let's go out there together. I'll, I'll give you a ski lesson. I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't have all the stuff I need to just go to the mountain. I, I got this friend who's got the stuff. I'm going with the friend who's got the stuff. Uh, Jason, unless you got some stuff, like I can't really go with you because like I, just, I can't. Skiing is insane. Um, right. So he's there. I'm there. We end up meeting. He's like, ski lesson, bro. And he, like, just imagine like a ski instructor. Like he's got the red jacket on. He's got the nice, everything's nice he got on, bro. And it's just <laughs> like, we start skiing. He's like... Bro, he's, he like touches poles. Like that's the that's the high five. Just, we just touch poles. I was like, I had mm. never seen that before. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Touch yeah. poles. That's um, cool. And so we start skiing down, and he's like, just ski for a minute, bro, and let me let me take a look at you. And we, I start skiing. And he's like, all right, hold up, hold up. And we're like on an incline. Uh, and he's like, oh man, you you got you're way more progressed than I thought you were. And he starts to tell me like this one tip. He's like, you gotta really lean. Forward, he's like, I bet you your thighs hurt because because you, you're really sitting back in the pocket. And I'm like, I just uphill skied, bro. Like everything hurts. I don't, but <laughs> I I believe you, right? So I'm leaning forward on the skis. He's like, oh, your 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 boot, your it's not in the the ski binding. And I'm like, oh, he's like, let me hold it up and, and let me just click it in. Well, the ski binding ended up breaking off, bro. It just breaks off. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're on the side of a mountain. Ski bindings broke off. I'm finally getting a ski lesson. And it's like all of these things are like kind of like going kaput at the same time, right? And then that thought about Arya comes back in. But I, I know like if I focus on that, how am I going to focus on things yeah. I got to do to get down the mountain? Hmm. So I ended up getting all of it going and I'm going down the mountain and like to stop, bro, you kind of need your heel so that you can like, pss, you know, do it. I got ice slide. I don't know what the fuck to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just was like, fuck it. Like, I got to a point in the mountain where I was like, I know it'll level out enough that like it'll help me stop. And I can't go too, too fast anyway, right? Like, it's just that part of the mountain. And Arya was coming in thick, bro. And it was putting that out, out of my mind. And I, yeah, I know you and I, when we're sitting down, bro, we, we talk about that a lot. It's like doing what we can do and putting those other things out of, the, out of our mind. And um, yeah, man, that's... That's what I really thought was beautiful about, yeah, I was on a mountain, I was skiing, of course it's easy to do that. Um, but by the time I got back to talk to the teacher myself at like 1.30 when I picked her up, I was just in complete, I was completely grateful for the, to the teachers, bro. Like, thank y'all for overhearing it. Thank you for addressing it. Thanks for uh, reading a book. Like she was telling me that like, the book was sitting on her lap and the kids next to her started like, we we're like, ooh, like my skin's different and like pointing to it. And she was like, I wouldn't normally point. I wouldn't normally like go yeah. that deep into it. But because of what just happened, 
And I, I don't think the class knows about it, but like, I thought she addressed it well. Like, let's read a book as a class so that we as a class and nobody feels like targeted, right? Like, cause if this kid knows that that hurts somebody's feelings, like he gonna keep doing it or she, I don't know. I'm assuming it's a he. Uh, <laughs> but then on the other side, Jason, when I was on that mountain and we were stopped, I we were like the day's over and I just told him real quick. I was like, yo, X, Y, Z happened, da, 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 da. And he kind of, you know, he, he kind of said to me, man, he was like, that's why I believe in building resilient kids. Hey, we've had those conversations before. Arya's about to get in jujitsu. His daughter's in jujitsu. She skis. Like, and I remember, man, he, him telling me, like, if any human being, but especially, like, our daughters in this case, if they don't get anxious or frustrated and they know that they could take care of themselves in any situation, like, wouldn't you feel great as a father? Like, wouldn't you feel like you did your job? And I'm like, well, yeah, and I never, I never thought about it. But when he said, like, yeah, man, like, she's about to be in jujitsu, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Next next time, like, hey, yeah, I don't condone the, you know, violence or whatever. I don't condone that. But if Arya feels strong enough inside of herself that she don't even, and I think what happened was, like, if it's the kid I'm thinking of, it's the kids you don't listen to anyway. You know, yeah, like, like it's like the uh, the jester in the room, the goofball who is like you don't even take seriously. Yeah, and I'm assuming, like, I don't know, but like, it seems to me that if that if it, whatever kid it was, it didn't register for Arya, and that's cool for me because like I'm just realizing. Oh, I want to build, and we're not building kids, but in this terminology, I want to build a more resilient kid. Like, mm, and it just right. looked true to me. You know, um, I think I, it's been a while, but the uh, the origin of the word parent, and like you know, like the uh, etymology of it is to bring forth, right? Is to um, really, I mean. Show the kids how to be in the world that that allows them to have a uh, enjoyable, happy life. At least that's my interpretation. But as far as that, um, yeah, I think that's exactly it. We want to, we want to, ideally, we would we would bring about people who, no matter what happens in life, hey, look, things like this happen. Let's now figure out what needs to be done, if anything, and let's let's move in that direction. And, and I think the other thing, too, I was going to bring up is uh, Byron Katie. She talks about how these two little cousins or whatever, you know, the big cousin would always hit the little cousin, you know, but the little cousin would always come back. He, he loves his cousin. He wants to play. And, you know, so the, the, the big cousin left. The little cousin was there. And she's like, honey, do you love your cousin? Like, oh, I, I love my cousin. He's great. And uh, does he hit you? Yeah, he he hits me and he fights and, and you know she didn't go there and say like oh hitting is wrong you know the kid is now thinking like oh you know now he loses his love for his cousin like he hasn't learned yet and maybe for Arya too i wonder if there's whether she heard it or not you know 
maybe she hasn't really learned about races, you know, so for her, she's not really, it's not a big deal in the sense that adults, we've been conditioned to have this whole racial experience. So something like that comes with all these other, um, this prepackaged set of how we should feel. You know, so it's interesting to see that with kids and just their like, uh, you know, innocence and, and purity. Man, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't know that that was the aspect of it that I, I thought that was most compelling to me. But yes, the aspect of I used to get upset all the time because I thought somebody was being racist about something. And they might not have even been thinking that or feeling that way, whatever. But because of my preconceived notions about what it meant for like a white person to call me or say whatever to me, I had to feel offended. I had to feel a type of way. A more resilient kid would get an insult of some sort and instead of internalizing it and feeling less than, because they have the internal fortitude, they can make a joke about it. They could, you said that to me one time, bro, like a long time ago, you were like, you're like, uh, you wouldn't have, if you didn't feel the way you felt about it, you wouldn't have felt offended, you might've found it funny. I don't remember exactly what you right. said, but do you remember? I don't remember specifically that. Um... But yeah, if we're not if we're not wearing those glasses and like you talked about resilience, it kind of sounds like that is exactly what if she did hear it, you know, that seems like a resilient response because she didn't get upset. It didn't ruin her day. Uh, she didn't create more, um, for lack of a better word, hate or violence by responding negatively. You know, it just wasn't a problem. And I feel like if we are resilient that that means that I just don't see it as a problem. It's a situation that maybe we need to move in another direction, but it's not a problem. Yeah, man. And that's why, like, I was telling you, like, I didn't know how this podcast would go because I don't have any animosity or anything towards the parents. Like, yeah, I question, like, what's going on at the house? that a kid feels obligated to say something like that. Uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, kids say stupid stuff, bro. Like they, they say what comes to mind. They say, uh, and it all, it ain't always nice. I'll be at the grocery store and they ain't be like, Oh, that guy stinks. And you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> shut up. Right. Yeah, so it's like they need to learn. Why Why would you not want to say these type of things? But yeah, I think that's right. It's like we're watching the show uh, Love on the Spectrum, and it's about, uh, it's like a dating show for people with autism. And I was telling my wife, I was like, really seems like the difference between, for lack of a better phrase, us and them, right? People with autism, people not with autism, is lack of impulse control. You know, whereas like, I finished the dishes and I thought to myself, job well done, you know, whereas somebody with autism, they wouldn't just think it, they would, they would say it, they would do that no matter who's around, right? Whereas like social norms, 
you know, that's not really a social norm for me to be like a goofball and be like, hey, job well done, you know. So it's interesting <clears throat> to see things from that perspective, like the thought that brown skin looks like poop is something that would, you know what I mean? Like you're relating the two. You know what poop looks like. You see brown skin. You could have said chocolate ice cream. You could have said anything. You could say the same thing for white people, you know, or Asian people or, or any any type of person, you know, but it's like he hasn't learned why yet you wouldn't want to say that to somebody or why why somebody might find that to be hurtful. Yeah. Or just another thing, because uh, I can see. No, uh, he also could have very well said it because he knew it would be hurtful. You right. know? And in that case, it's like, what do you even do to a five-year-old to help them see if, and I don't know if that's the case or not, but if your kid is the kid that's like, yeah, yeah I want to be intentionally hurtful. It's like, for my kid, like, learn to stay away from that kid, you know, like, because there's just nothing I could do or as a human being or you or anybody can do for to another person to get them to stop doing whatever it is that they're doing. Hmm. That's interesting. Because it could be a situation too of, you know, hey, you say something to me, I get super upset and cry. In a sense, you're learning like, God, damn, I, I probably should. That was kind of a dick move. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say. I don't want somebody to get hurt at that level. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And, and I wonder too, like, How'd the conversation go with the teacher? Like, what what was her like uh, disposition? You know, where was she coming from? You know, and uh, how was it for you? You know, did she expect like was she going into it thinking like, oh, he's going to be furious? And also, I thought it might be interesting to see what you guys do with Arya. If anything, did you talk about it with her, or did you not make a big deal out of it? What were your thoughts on that? Um, so we asked her about it, not directly, but I'm just like, and this is it. It's kind of weird from the standpoint of like, I didn't want to be like, yo, did somebody call your skin poop? How did you respond? I didn't like, if it wasn't a deal for her, like it wasn't a deal for her. And like, I, so I was like, I was just like, so did, did anybody say anything that hurts your feelings in the last couple of days? She's like, no, not really. Uh, you know, like, it just didn't seem like it registered, but we did read books about, um, you know, diversity, like, we're all the same, we're all different, that kind of thing. We read another book on that. She seemed kind of like, I know this, daddy, like, when we were talking about it. <laughs> and, because, uh, like, they went to school yesterday. I guess they read that book on diversity or whatever. We got in the car. Uh, Dog, Dogland, Doggy Land or whatever it's called. Snoop Dogg's like kids brand. They've got one that's like, everyone is different and that's okay. So I made sure that played. Uh, <laughs> and so she's all like, and I'm like, the other song she was like singing. And I want to see if she was singing that one. So I like... I was like, is she singing? She was singing, <laughs> so like, it's in her mind a little bit, right? And we got home and 
talked about it a little bit, and she's just like, I know. And then we read about it at night. It doesn't, it didn't feel like it, if it did hit her, if she did, it didn't feel like it affected her too much. So um, that's why the building more resilient kids thing hit so hard. It's because, yeah, like our kids do need to be challenged. And at these at this age, bro, they're looking for challenges. They're looking for ways to like divert that energy. Like you were saying about the origin of parenting, right? It's kind of like that. Yeah, and I think as you're operating in the world, I mean, she didn't see you handle the situation, but, you know, let's say she's nine and, and something similar happens and she's in the room and sees how you handle it. Like, that's the teacher, you know? So I feel like the, all the work that you're putting in, all the things that you're seeing, uh, all the things you're doing to increase your happiness is automatically making her resilient because, yeah, you can tell her all these things like, well, don't do this, don't do that. But, you know, as parents, if we're doing those things, they're not going to listen, you know, to, they're not going to listen as much. They're just going to soak up uh, subconsciously oh, here's how you handle a situation like this. Man, I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you uh, being here to make sure, like, I didn't, like, spiral out of control. I, I really greatly appreciate your, um, your evenness, your level-headedness about the whole, you know, life thing, I guess. <laughs> so thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That was fun. I'm glad you shared that with me a good experience. I did want to mention in my psychology class, there was like this teacher from the 70s who who told split the class up and said, "Okay, everybody with blue eyes, you know, they're they're really they really are more superior, you know. They they get to go in the lunch line first, they get to do all these things. And the people with brown eyes, you know, you need to go back to the whatever the eye color was, whatever. And man, you know, they really could relate after that experience and then she flipped it like the next day the people with the brown eye really could go. They can go first. They, you know, she was wrong. I was wrong. It's not actually the blue-eyed kids. It's the brown-eyed kids who are superior. They had to wear these like collars so everybody knew, like, okay, you're the dumb kid. You're the not as good. So the whole lesson <laughs> was on treating people based on um, appearances and and how it feels, right? Showing them how it feels to be treated. Um, just because you're a little bit different. So that's a really cool, uh, it's like a mini documentary on how she did that. So I would recommend uh, people, you know, maybe even watch that depending on the age of their kids. Heck yeah. Do you know what it's called or no? I really I can can't remember. Yeah, something from the 70s. I might have to try to find it and send it to you. For sure. And I'll link that in the show notes so that if y'all want to check that out, y'all can. Love you guys. Keep climbing towards your personal summit.